get it, you know I be on the way. Good day, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Ride the Rebellion podcast. I'm your host, Drew Hall. And with me, as always, is the king of the South Alabama Turndown and CEO of Dale. No, he's not. He's, he quit being a sports management guy. He is now a best boy, <laughs> Dale Boyd. Hey, like only your people will get the best boy thing. I know it's a exclusive joke to filmmakers. Yeah, not Star Wars people. <laughs> like, no. the, either more exclusive group of your people. We are definitely not Star Wars today. No. Uh, our head sizes are totally different on this show. Mine is giant. Dale's is small. It's perfect. That's good because my mom was worried about my health from the last one. <laughs> I did make you look a little jaundiced. It's all right. I have apparently fucking adult onset acne right now. That's just like out that's of from your helmet, dude. I know, but it's like it's just driving me nuts. I'm 50 years old. I'm not, but I feel like that with my bones today. Uh, today on the show, uh, we're going to talk about lots of different things. But one of the things we're going to talk about because we never really talk about topics before we go into this, we're going to talk about trail building. And the reason why is because we've actually reached, quote, season two at the Reb. Uh, If you've been able to go out there, we did get a request to come out and ride, and we will address that. Um, But if you've not had a chance to ride out there yet, uh, all you got to do is shoot an email, kind of get clearance. That's the way it works. Um, We have to make sure there's certain qualifications you have, yada, yada, yada. Blood in, blood out, homie. (laughs) Straight gangster style. Uh, but the Reb is, uh, the the trails have gotten crazier, more fun. I think I would argue to say maybe even more exciting than they have been. Um, and as we keep growing, they're getting better. So we're going to talk about trail building today. And so some of it will be about the Reb. Obviously, we're using that as an example because it's territory we work in. But I think a lot of the stuff we've learned from that, from guys that aren't professional trail builders, can apply to you in your area. Whether you're in a prairie or whether you're anywhere you want to be, you have the opportunity to listen and learn maybe a little bit from us. Um, where we don't talk about just geology. Because you went to a trail building class once and it was all like geology yeah. and geography. I've gone to a couple trail building classes and I didn't learn anything. Mostly because I was hungover, but also because um, they were very uh, specific to an area. You know, like right. there was nobody in there talking about how to build trails on sand. That is correct, <laughs> which is one of the problems we have. So right. this will be somewhat sand based, but we have learned other things from it. We'll talk through it. But first, sponsors. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by Lucky Shot Coffee. I've actually had three cups of coffee this morning, two of which were Lucky Shot. I did not have any at home, unfortunately for me, but I did have some Grin Coffee, which is second best to Lucky Shot. So if you've ever had Grin or you would like to try it, you can look for Grin Coffee. But then make sure you also buy some Lucky Shot Coffee. And the reason I like Lucky Shot, again, it's low acid, tastes good. It, it just works. Shannon, I can tell that Shannon gives a shit about the beans that she's producing. It's good coffee. It's great coffee. We're starting out the show with lots of cuss words because I'm riled up from the two Lucky shot, shot cups of coffee I've had. And as always, as Dale says, shoot your shot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you looked at the camera. Hey, it was gold. The, it was perfect. You well, couldn't have done that any better. Last night we were riding and somebody was like, Hey, do you guys drink coffee? And it was it was Justin. Shout out yeah. Justin. But he was like, You guys drink coffee? I was like, Yeah, dude, do you drink Lucky Shot? And he was like, No, I was like, It's John's wife, Shannon. He was like, Wait, you guys actually know them? I was like, What do you think? We just we just freelance on their hunter ad every time. <laughs> we just pick random people. And now Todd comes over the corner, he's like, Yeah, you gotta shoot your shot. And I was like, see, it's just gone. It's gone. We're all the way there. Well, it, it's what happens. <laughs> uh 
We're speaking of unofficial sponsors, we're going to give a shout out. I was thinking about Pro Cycle the other day. Oh, How yeah. How much I really enjoy their bike shop. Absolutely. I enjoy Kate. I enjoy... Um, Jose. Jose. <laughs> say <laughs> i enjoy the relationship they have and like being around it's fun yeah um and then having them on the show has been a blast so i wanted to give a shout out to them they're, they're a good bike shop they're they're legitimately fun and they're the only bike shop in the area that gave a shit to have a conversation with the rev about it That's i'm just right. calling the other ones out not being rude <laughs> you guys are always welcome to come on but um, you don't listen so you don't, you don't listen know. yeah yeah so it doesn't matter <laughs> joseph just listens to get tidbits to make fun of me pretty <laughs> sure is, it is a complete ammo dump for Joseph. <laughs> it's fine. Joseph, hey. Get in line, um, Joseph. Get in line. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, we also want to shout out to Dirt Coaster Academy. It looks like Ooh. they're going to be at Ride Birmingham, which I'm a little jealous about because yeah. the Ride Beham stuff. If you haven't heard about that, that's a new downhill park. Is yeah, downhill? it's pretty much uh, what our aspirations are. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, With a lot of money. With a lot of money. That's right. Yeah, so that's opening, and I guess uh, Dirt Coaster will be there doing jump clinics and ride shred. I thought better, it was yeah. Stuff. What was it? Ride, jump, shred, better. Yeah, that's it. I saw it was like one ninety five person. But Ten. that's that's got to be with entrance to the park. Well, I don't know, but it's yeah, maybe is it? Maybe it's not. I don't know. I just looked at the ad. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, if you have a chance, check them out. You can go over to dirtcoasteracademy.com if you're lucky enough to go get up and ride Birmingham. I think that's in. I don't know when this episode's going to drop, so I don't know when that's going to happen. But if you have a chance, you should check it out. It's pretty rad what they've got going on up there. And obviously, it's more fun. Toby's gotten to ride it. And he mentioned to me, we chatted a little bit back and forth how badass it was. He was like all over it. Super mm-hmm. stoked. Um, so it sounds like it could be a fun spot. Now, Birmingham has a couple places to go ride. You're close to cold water, too. We'll talk I know, about I, that in a minute. Yeah, we actually talked about last night what the sweetest trip ever could be. Oh, really? Well, for us, locally. Like, go up early Friday morning, ride yeah. cold water. Right. It's an hour from Birmingham. Go back to Oak Mountain, camp at Oak Mountain, get yep. up and ride Oak Mountain Saturday morning. Yep. Maybe ride it a couple times. And then get up Sunday morning, ride Tannehill, and then roll out. See, That'd I, be a good I weekend. would do it. That'd That's be a awesome. fantastic weekend. Especially okay. if it was like a if you had a long weekend. Yeah, just a Friday. Like a to, Monday off just for recovery. That would be even better. I always love those yeah. recovery days. I could just be on an e bike. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> I just gave him the shady eyes. <laughs> I gave the shady eyes. Shout out to Kevin Black right now. Just who doesn't listen to this podcast whatsoever? Yes, he does. Does he? He loves it. Why is he not a sponsor of this show unofficially? Oh, we should put make him unofficially. Yeah. Do you All need right. a tattoo on your body to cover up a wound? Well, head on over to Kevin Black's House of Black. <laughs> not, the not the name. Not the name. Maybe we'll get it's Man of War tattoo in Fairhope, right. Alabama. Yeah. Now we were kidding. The reality is Kevin is one of the top. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's ridiculously good. Like the guy, the guy rides really well. But mm-hmm. it, it, when you understand his art, like his his craft as as a professional and all this stuff, like his 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 work is outstandingly good. I have some of his graffiti on my body. You sure do. That's right. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, one of a kind. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about. I have. I'm tattooless. <laughs> I just got mine. This is my 40th birthday present to myself. Yeah, that works. Well, from my wife, I guess. She was there too. <laughs> she had to be. She has somebody has to pay for that shit. <laughs> well, back to the truth as it always goes. We got to get one in there at some point. Uh, yeah, so we're unofficial sponsors of this podcast now. Um, uh, where where's our other one? We have Dirt Coaster. We have that. Oh, Run and Try. Run and Try for course. When yeah. Friesmeyer doesn't call in, I don't know what to do. No, when he doesn't call in. And if you guys haven't gone there, he's like literally all you have to do is have a heartbeat to get free stuff in his shop. Yeah, from our podcast. Yeah, 
I think if you just walk in and say, listen, I heard you on the podcast, he's he'll just give be you so shirt. excited. He's yeah. just going to give you something. Right. Be like, oh, you're one of them. Here's he a shirt. You could get fit anyway. I mean, That's I, right. I, I'll tell you, I shifted over. I've talked about it. I got my old man shoes with the, um, uh, what are those things called? Those? Hokas? Yeah, the Hokas. And uh, and like they are the f- most comfortable shoes I've ever owned. You kind of look a little nerdy. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's gotten it's part of the culture now like yeah. it's everybody's into it and they've outlasted my on clouds like way better than my on clouds ever did well since i've eaten like two trick-or-treat bags full of candy in the last 24 hours this morning i decided i should start running again yeah so i ran this morning and he hooked me up with some their carbon plated race shoes they're amazing oh you don't even understand like they, understand. there's another level of running shoes that people don't know about that's uh, they have carbon plates in them that propel you forward. So that dude that like set the world record in the marathon, yeah. he had these special Nikes on. They were, I think they were Nikes, but they were carbon plated that propel you forward. And it's like a significant increase. It's crazy. But is it, is it, are, are you fighting it or do you, I don't understand. Like, do you fight the, or it just pushes your foot forward? It just pushes everything forward. Like That's poops wacky. and everything. It's weird. Can't we do that with, with bikes? <laughs> yeah, it's all carbon. <laughs> No, I mean Dale. I have a great idea. We can do carbon <laughs> bikes. It'll be zany and innovative. Yeah, nobody will ever think of it. Um, no, Man, those shoes. I, I mean, I call them fat fast boys, but they're ultras and they're flat. So they're oh yeah, they're awesome. I put them on at his shop. I was like, yep, I'll take these. I don't care what they cost. But and I personally look to Casey. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be running in them just to train in them. There probably should be race shoes. Just because they're going to PR you. But I'm training them. Whatever. You're I, a big baller, though. I don't know what I'm training for. <laughs> Life. Living? I'm training for two bags of trick-or-treat candy. You're training to be a, the best boyd? The best boyd I can be. Best boyd you Get can my be. Tr- come to my trailer, kids. Oh, boy. Um. So last week we missed a show. Yeah. And rightfully so. Um, part of it was that we had a gig, uh, Dale, we're joking about him being a best boy, but Dale was a best boy, which is a film position. Um, also another kind of position. <laughs> and he was, uh, he was working with us on a project. It was a three day shoot or two day shoot with a bunch of overnight stay and a bunch of stuff travel involved. So we, we dealt with that flu was all around us. I mean, literally everyone had the flu. Dale may or may not have had the flu. I'm he in denial. No. I'm still- in denial still. I mean, it was <laughs> allergies. But if it was allergies, that's where I was segueing to is if it were allergies, it did come from Dale. Uh, you went up to Coldwater Fest. You want to kind of talk through that? Yeah, it was my first time being there to Aniston for Fat Tire Fest. My first time riding there at all. Yeah. And oh, man, I don't every time. So every time I say it, everybody's like, yeah, we've been telling you to go there forever. Yeah. And I've ridden Oak Mountain, Tannehill. You know, I've ridden a lot of the name places in Alabama that people talk about a lot. And cold water's the best. Like I don't even, I can't even compare it to anything else. Like it I was, got, I got my ass kicked at cold water. I like loved I it. literally, um, I rode cold water. I've told the story. Then I went up to to Chattanooga, yeah. and Kevin Black is picking up an e bike for me because of cold water. Because I was so gassed by the time I was. Because I rode. No, so if much, I lived so there, fun. that's what I would do. Yeah, if I lived there, I'd have one just because the downhills are so fun. Yep. Um, but we. So the Fat Tire Fest in general, we camped in the park downtown. Friday night was an 80-person-plus group ride. Jeez, and please. So we ride to the trailhead. We ride up um, 
tortoise is the name of the trail we ride up but when you're going up and we were up near the front because kevin said we cannot be in the back for the downhills like it won't it won't be fun yeah so we get towards the front anyway we look back down and all the switchbacks all the lights coming up it was amazing like just the look yeah and they had hung christmas lights in the trees at the intersections and had music playing from a generator stuff so it was really neat that that side of it there's our boy there's our guy good show he's Uh crossing right now so Anyway, we on the way down, though, this is where the allergy came in, in the dust. It was so dusty that I couldn't see. All I could see was Kevin's taillight Good and, like, God. a fog. Of, and I'd never ridden cold water in my life. Or Anna, we and your Aniston. first ride is... is uh, in the dark. In the dark. Down. In dust. And trying you to keep up with. Dog? No, no, no. We were riding uh, Trillium and Hare, which those is... those are still super, sketchy. Yeah, yeah. They're hard. No, and we're doing 20 miles an hour. Good God. And I'm trying to keep up with Kevin, and he's trying to not... You know, he wants to be in the front, so whew, it was brutal. Yeah, but it sounds like it. we got done, and I, like, get back to the camp. Casey's like, hey, you're a little dirty. <laughs> Whatever. Ugh. So, yeah, that was uh, that was Friday. So it was a three-day week. Uh, yeah, it was, a full it was three days. Thing. Yeah. So Saturday, we hooked up with the bump guys, Chase and his crew, and they, they shuttled us to the top of Coldwater, so we didn't have to ride from Aniston to Coldwater to ride Bomb Dog. But we did, um, we did do – Goldilocks, which caused us to have to ride to climb twice to get back to Bomb Dog. Oh, it was yeah. all good. Yeah, that's what I hear. It was all. It was so good though, dude. <laughs> like, it's just, great riding. Well, yeah, and I didn't I, be it never being there. And those guys from Birmingham, the bump guys were like, "Dude, you're going fast. Like, we're yeah. gonna." So that was for me. Like to go fast, it was better. Like, yeah, I f- was on edge. You know, when I got done, and Kevin and I made this rule, like. I don't know if we officially made the rule, but we joked about it and said, like, dude, if you don't feel like you almost died five times, like, you didn't really ride it. So, jeez, oh, that was like, and I'm not saying like a regular wreck here, like, oh, I clip a pedal on a route. No, I'm saying like, oh, about no, went off the yeah. cliff, like yeah. rocks. I could see him going through my rib cage, like. Yeah, it's kind of Ooh. fascinating to me. Like, if you ride in that all the time, your your brain is just going to get used to it. Because mm-hmm. you're, but when we're riding it, you're like, oh man, if I screw up right now, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of pain. And and so, but I still push. You still push. Like yeah. you still ride hard. Especially, I didn't do Trillium and, and Hair, but I did Bomb Dog. And man, you start going, and you're going. There's mm-hmm. no stopping. You just have to ride because it was it was a little loose when we were there. I don't I don't well, know if it was the same, but I think it probably stays pretty loose. Yeah. Those rocks, I mean, they're always moving. Yeah, but I mean, I was our bikes are so not beat up compared to theirs. Yeah. You know, like their bikes are all just beat to death because of the rocks and stuff. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I scratched my bike. Yeah, I'm like, oh, nice, cool. Well, we fall in the sand if we do fall in right. anyway. So. so, so overall, big success. Something you can go back for. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was a it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, it was just kind of our group. We didn't really interact all that much with the rest of it. It was almost like just their club, essentially, right. which right. is cool. I no, mean, I get it. I totally there were some groups from other places. I mean, we interacted with the bump guys, which because I knew them, so yeah. it worked out. But it was fun. Okay, yeah, it was good. Well, there you go, uh, Cold Water Fest. I'm sure. I think I, I you know, I, I think. There's you have con some content, didn't you? Yeah, I just have some. I so Couple Friday and Saturday I didn't take anything. Yeah, I just was having fun. Sunday I told Kev I was like, dude, I got to get the GoPro. <laughs> like yeah. we haven't done anything. Yeah. So the GoPros are of the downhills, kind of cool. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, we did Trillium and Hair GoPro and pretty go. awesome. And the trees were changing and it was a beautiful shot. Yeah, so. I remember that. There's some good looking yeah. stuff. 
Um, all right. Well, there's that to look at. Speaking of that, we talked about falling on the sand, and that's the one thing that we constantly deal with. And I'm sure that every builder somewhere, I mean, look, we're, we're not ignorant to the fact that, like, the mountains are where mountain biking is. Right. And it's rare. We've talked about that before. So it's not really a bitch session about how much we hate sand because we have dirt now at the Reb. Thanks to shout out to Joey, Joey Bear, for getting us some, uh, some good orange dirt, some orange gold. Uh, that's out there and we've been building some stuff with that uh, we'll see how much gets stolen for other things but we've been working on it for but one of the things that we've done is we've had to figure out how to deal with sand and i think not just that like that's one thing i'd like to talk about but i also think that we should discuss the idea that like we've had to learn how to cut trails like somebody once on this show just said all we do is rake and ride which is a load of shit um they've <laughs> right. clearly not ever cut a trail with us right um I love trail season because I know that I can go out there and just thrash calories on top of, mm-hmm. and, and I like building trails, but I like the idea of exploring in the woods. I'm still a kid, mm-hmm. right? It's and primal, then, right? It's a hundred percent. And then cutting down trees by hand and my, mm-hmm. my whole, you know, I still to this day have yet to use a chainsaw on any trail that I've built and heard. you haven't either. Um, we have our two little shitty hatchets. They got stolen. <laughs> it's a separate issue, but. I just wanted to kind of go over some of that stuff. What is your takeaway looking back when you think about some of the stuff that we've developed? Because you and I have built two different types of trails. Way right? different, yeah. And we can talk about that. We work on each other's trails. Mm-hmm. Mine have been thus far a little more flowy. Yours have been a little more ridey. What is your takeaway now when you kind of look back on – I mean, it's over a year now. Well, officially. I, was, I went out yesterday and built a trail, um, and I haven't done it yet like this season. This is my first one I've really pro- – like gone full in like i went out and cleaned up the the wood area one day so like this is the first trail i've attacked and i almost like forgot about the feeling and i was by myself you know i was out there i was only there for two hours but i sat there like i didn't want to go to be honest like i was kind of like man i just kind of want to sit at home (laughs) like i've gotten in this routine of not doing it so i get it um i got out there though and i was like it's just quiet and chilling and it was awesome but what when i look back at like i built this small section of trail and it's crazy how much we've built like just periodically you know there's and i almost thought yesterday because i went back through and like fixed a trail that will attach to the new trail right and i was like well we might have to do this on all the trails that we haven't been riding on oh yeah because the stuff's starting to grow back yep um so that might be something we need to address but there's we've kind of focused on one area right now and which is awesome because i think let's get it all done before we move on but um one day we're gonna have to go ride everything but i think back to your point is like the the different trail styles is amazing like i like going really fast but i build trails that don't make me go fast that's like it's really weird yeah like all my trails are like oh man this could be really technical here and there and that and it's like but why why do i do that when i don't even i mean i enjoy riding them but I don't know the technical side of building it. Like, I like making it hard, I guess. It, it, well, no, it's it, I like making it hard, too. You know? <laughs> I, it is funny, though, that when we look at it, like, a lot of the trails that have generated from, been started, the, the, the kind of, when we approach trail building out there, and I think this is an unspoken rule for a lot of trail builders. Like, if you start the trail, it's your trail. That's like right, you just, yeah. And so you kind of govern the trail. And if people help you, great. You collaborate. We really all, you and I really collaborate. Yeah. Jakey Poo has gotten better at collaboration. He doesn't listen to this. <laughs> he so compartmentalizes. But he definitely compartmentalized. <laughs> and so with us, you know, like um I didn't touch uh I didn't touch um triple shot. Yeah. 
I never touched it. That's the most pedally trail we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is down and up, down and up, and you are tight turns. There's little moments of speed, but mm-hmm. it is very technical. I rode it not too long ago. It, it needs love. Because, yeah. It's pr- but it's a fantastically well-built, fun trail for pedaling, yeah. which is opposite of the what you just said, which is mm-hmm. typically what I used to like more. Right. Right. And then I've shifted into creating these trails that you go fast on. Right. And I'm more the one that typically wants to pedal out stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just been the way that we've built has has shifted. Um, I think now I used to think I could see lines in the woods. And I guess I did to some extent. But now I've just started being able to. And I don't, I don't know if it's something you learn. I, I think it is. But I don't know if it's something that um, you can teach somebody as much as you just have to build trails and make mistakes and start mm. over and then you start figuring them out. I mean, is that, I think we that's fucked fair. Up some stuff. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. There's some trails out there that are like, what, well, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. This is bad. But you can still ride them. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know? No, they're still rideable, but there's stuff that's like, man, we need to do this. So there's trails that might die that are out there now, like the Montucky trail that goes connect. That's going to die. I mean, no one rides it because right. you can go down and get a little extra now. Yep. So like that connector is going to, I mean, it's still going to be there, but right. that that was a good trail, though, to get us to another point, you know? Right. So I think that the growth of the trails is what's cool. And then you learn, like, well, this trail works, this trail doesn't, so now we build on this trail, right. you know? And it's almost like that where Birdie is and all those. Like, yeah, Birdie's cool, but now we got the new one. Right. So it's like they're all parallel, so they kind of offer the same thing, but this one offers more, you yeah. know? So it's like, all right, well, then there's there's just options. I think it's cool. and. For us, I mean, we essentially just want to race, right? So yeah. <laughs> we're just trying to build cool race lines. Yeah, I mean, essentially, we're trying to make these like enduro things. I mean, that I'll say everywhere we ride, and I'm sure somewhere in your brain you reach back, or you will at some point during the season, at least I do, everywhere I ride is an opportunity for me to take inspiration. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to match what they have at Coldwater. I'm not going to match what they have at Oak Mountain or or even no. Bochito. However... You know, I noticed that the rock gardens they built, there's no rocks where they're at. They're in southern Louisiana. There's no rock. So we built rock gardens. And now, like, we came back, I came back motivated because Mm -hmm. I I knew that Chris wanted to get better. Right. Shout out to Chris. Christy. Uh, Christy. Or uh, Christabel is what we call it. Yeah, Christabel. But Christabel's garden, like, he wanted a garden, and we built him a garden. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is, like, hey, here's a fast, quick, free tip. We didn't have to use rock. We found broken up concrete. And and for where we are and what we're doing, it works really well. Plus, if you screw it up, you didn't waste any money on rock. Right. Rock, if you don't have it, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. We learned that. So if you can find concrete that's broken up, you can place it. The thing is, you can't just throw it on the ground. It doesn't work. You have to literally hand place it, Yeah, which is what makes the difference anyway. But that's one of the things like that's a near free tip. A lot of people are trying to get rid of that concrete. If you go get it, you mm-hmm. can take it and you can go build and add to your trail system. And it's great. It yeah. works. It gives you the effect of what you're after. Yeah, I think like that stuff that you're talking about, like the the rock gardens and things like that. Like it was refreshing to go out there and be like, Oh, this is new. Like that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Okay, well how about this? I'm gonna build a trail that matches this. Like right. to connect it to, like make it something different. So now everybody rides this different line, you know? So there's just different options. You can hopefully you never get bored. Well I, mean, and I think something. that's kind of the point of the, of uh driving the trail building side of things. One of the challenges we've had obviously is is finding materials, which is is difficult, obviously. Uh, so, I, you know, part of what I wanted to talk about is like we found some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been able to pull rugs in, which <laughs> uh, Bug is the king of. 
Um, he just finds carpet on the side of the road. And Hippies are drawn to carpet for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. We don't know. Um, and shout out to him. Congratulations, Bug, on being married. That's Bug. right. To the sky. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so anyway, so there's... Uh, we found carpet stuff, and, and one of the things we did from the carpet side of things is that we, we found random rugs, and mm-hmm. we used them. The bug rugs won, but we also used carpet to help suppress sand uh, because we are building on very sandy soil. It's, it's, been all, it's been a great test to see how that rug works on the bug rug jump that we built. That, Absolutely. Now that we've reinforced it, made a wall, like yep. it's working out awesomely. Oh, it's, it's great. And then if you look at Mogadishu, there's one. Mm-hmm. If you look at, there's one section where it's just protecting one root that's yeah. washing away. And that rug is just kind of, we anchored it, but it's. Sooner sick. or later, the rugs will grow into that loam and then they'll never move and then it'll be good. That will be the sweetest. Yeah. We joke about that one day it'll be an entirely carpeted bike park. <laughs> That'll be awesome. You won't actually. get, you won't get uh, rock bleeds or anything. You're just going to get rug burn. It's going to hurt like hell. Well, that's what somebody last week was like. You guys don't have rocks, do you? I was like, well, we have rocks. They're just crushed into small granulars that we consider sand. <laughs> exactly. And so part of the challenge is dealing with it. And we've done mm-hmm. different experiments. Like I'm, I'm on an experimental berm that we've built now. So we, I placed this really – we got lucky and we ended up finding some real big, large rocks, like legitimate rocks on our property. Uh, they look like they've been dumped there from uh, like a drainage ditch, but they mm-hmm. weren't connected to a ditch. So they weren't doing anything. They were abandoned. So for us to reclaim those and place them, that rock line's hard. It's steep. It's hard. I can make it even harder, but I'm I'm gonna let some people grow into it first before. There's no beeline there. No, there's not. There's never gonna be a beeline. Well, that there was like a yesterday when I was building. There was like a tree branch. I was just trying to walk around it, and there yeah. was like a tree branch in the way, and I was like, "Man, I need to cut this." I was like, "But I'm not," because this will make a beeline. Yep. Like they will go right around it. Yep. Where this is, and so sometimes we don't want beelines. Like yeah. I think that's part of the trail side, and because there, there's enough trails there that if you're a newer rider or anywhere, there's yeah, there's you, green and blue and black. And, and to so, be honest, we're all going to the same spot. So if yep. you want to get to the bottom take whatever route you want we'll see at the bottom we'll ride back up together <laughs> that's exactly right but it's also great because it's <clears throat> the trails that we're developing uh and i think this is important for a trail builder something to consider if you're interested in trail building is uh build to your level and then chase the next one so mm-hmm. like we built the first trails we built i built to my level montucky is built to my level it is a pedal little yeah. loopy too many turns feels like a, it feels like you're riding it south. Yeah, it is what it is. It's been a great race trail and it does what it does. But as you go through, you start seeing us develop these into other pieces. So then Montucky Express was about going downhill, and eventually mm-hmm. we added a jump, and then it connects to others. So after a while, we figured out, oh, these are what flow trails. I did at least. I started seeing flow trails and mm-hmm. I'm getting that that vibe. And as our riding got better, we added more and more That's quote right. danger. Right. And so we just add the danger. There might still be an old beeline there, mm-hmm. but most people have grown into it. But even as trails go, the stuff that we're dealing with with sand now is that new berm. It's rock features, which again, we reacquired from local stuff. Some of it's from my front yard, which my wife won't know about. That's fine. She, pay attention. <laughs> she <laughs> this podcast and she lights me up. But so I, I stole some of those, but we, we use that as armor. But digging out a berm is one process that i'd never dealt with i'd Mm -hmm. I'd always assumed that you'd bring dirt in i had never tried to dig out and so we dug out the berm we mixed in concrete or i did i mixed in concrete and sand and then reapplied it right so that the base where it was washing out hopefully is holding Mm -hmm. but also having ridden in chattanooga a good bit enterprise south had a lot of these uh i think it was enterprise maybe it was uh, yeah it was enterprise i think anyway they had a lot of these shoots that would be right outside the berm that's just a washout Mm mm-hmm 
for the water to run off. So I started looking at spots where those need to be. And sure enough, after this big rain we had, I went out and looked and the water had gone down and gone out my chute exactly as I wanted, which I'm not a guy that understands that shit, right. but it worked, yeah. right? Just paying attention. So now we have this berm that's experimental. And if it works, we now have a way to address sand, which is mm. $5, <laughs> kind of expensive if you think about how much sand we have. I guess the idea here is just to say that trail building is not just something. I think a lot of times if we had gotten discouraged because our trails were not going to be what we see at Whistler, not mm-hmm. going to be what we see at even Bogchitto or Ride Birmingham or or Coldwater, yeah. if we let that discourage us, we would have nothing. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't compare yourself to everybody else always. Right. Just make what you have what you like. Yeah. Right? I mean, make it fun. Yeah. And I, I like bragging that our, our trails, uh, the majority of them are hand-built. We have a couple that have a little work on them, but most of our stuff, even if you argue, I, I'm even saying so hand-built that we used an axe. You and I used axes yeah, that's and that's all I ever used was a little hatchet. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it, to clear out <laughs> these entire trail stuff. So part of it is just thinking in terms of that, of looking at trails and looking going forward. So now we have red dirt, and so now we're exper- experimenting with red dirt. we got to figure out how to retain the red dirt, which I think yeah. is going to be another issue. I and think so, the lesson is don't limit yourself just based on where you're at, right? Or your options. Like we haven't, we haven't spent a ton of money to do this stuff. I no. mean, besides the lease and all the stuff, yeah, like yeah. That, but, but the, the park like, is one thing, but right. the Building of trails, the building is, of trails is free. Yeah. I mean, all it is, all the, all that it is, is your oh, time you're going straight Midwest. With it, me. It, I heard that in a while. All it is, all it is. I know, man. Um, the the southern one that I'm not used to is like maybe could and might could. That's not a north Could've. thing. Yeah, Should have would have. But we didn't, so we didn't spend any money on the trail building itself. That's just our own energy, which is well, some on our tools, which is in our industries. Right. What do I have an industry? Our industries, time is money. Yeah. So technically, we've spent money, but um, I don't think that we've like we've it's invested. been we've, we've invested is what we've done. Yeah, because we want to ride it. Like yeah. we're doing this for selfishly for ourselves, right? Like if it works, it works. If it doesn't, all right, back to the drawing board. Yeah, I was laughing with Jakey Poo, the fact that he was making fun of me. He was like, you spend more time developing trails out there than you do taking care of your own yard. And I was like, yeah, because my yard doesn't isn't boring. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no one cares about my yard. No. Like, no, I don't even care about my yard. I hired a kid to come cut the grass in my yard because I didn't want to waste that time. I could use that time to go build. I guess it's a satisfaction thing for me mm-hmm. of building. And now we talk about this a lot on the show, and I know, but just reiteration, one of the best things about riding, doesn't matter where I'm at, it's even more amplified if it's on one of our trails is watching somebody else ride the trail and have a blast mm-hmm. and know that you helped contribute to that, whether you're the ride leader or you're the trail builder. Right. Holy shit. That's addictive. Well, that, and well, this happened to me yesterday. Like I was building that trail and like, I know what it offers is offers a different line, but it compared to the other trails, it's not going to be like, Oh, I can't wait to ride that particular trail. Like it's just kind of a connector to other trails that's not as boring as just taking tuna sub. Right. You know, so it's like, I can see where people are gonna be like, eh, it's not that big of a deal, but then it's like, but yeah, but it offers something different. So that's always well, the thought. To that's me. the fun though. The yeah, fun right. is like that process of it. And so sometimes it's short stuff. So even if it's just a backyard trail or, or a yeah. quarter mile trail or whatever you're working on, you can attack it that way. It's just, you kind of got to think about, um, you got to think about how you're going to grow into it, like mm-hmm. and your skill set. Like our skill set, some of you guys had already gotten it, but I can say from my personal experience, my skill set has grown on the trails that have added. So if somebody yeah. else has built a harder trail, let's take the we have a drop, yeah. you know, a pretty substantial one. 
that drop at, is intimidating as all hell because it is literally, it is a finesse drop. It is mm-hmm. not a speed drop. You are coming into it relatively slow. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand your speed. You have to understand your position. It's a technical skill set. Yeah. But once you've done it enough and you overcome the fear of it, it's just kind of like, hey, man, this was now it almost makes you want to put a taller one back to the right of it, like where we can come around the corner and just go straight. I know, dude, that would be awesome. Oh, because it's a big drop, too. Yeah, it's be you could put it back further and up higher. Yeah, Jake, Jake, yeah, Jake will do it. Don't give him any more trail ADD. You know, he told me he was going to finish the the very first jump ever built. No, he's never going to finish it. He said he's doing it this weekend, Saturday. Then he has to finish that whole trail. Uh, no, he's just going to do the the jump at Jakey Poo. Oh, the first! Oh, that one, <laughs> dude. Oh man, the very first jump. That's it's just a huck been, to drop. That thing's been in thorn in my side since day one. Yeah, because I, I hate hucks to flat. Like yeah, I need pure, landings. It's, a, it's, it's it's bad. <laughs> the upside of that one though is it was proof positive that 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 oh, no, the formula process. of yeah. sand and concrete that we were able to yeah figure that out jump is work. awesome and it flows well. Yeah, he can just build the wood out like we did and make it. He is going to build it wood. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah, he's going to build it back out. So part of it is finding like these pieces. One of them that we found that have been very beneficial, and this is counter for what it's worth. Free tip here. That's part of what we're talking about. Is we found these pilings. So down here, at least, I don't know if they use that stuff in the Midwest. Probably not. The but, creosote pilings. Yeah. Do they use those? Telephone. Maybe telephone. Pole, yeah, they do. Have, we do have telephone poles, but <laughs> I don't know what they're made of. So if you can find old telephone poles that someone's discarding yeah. um, and cut them up, they actually make really great like baselines for jumps, for drops, for all kinds of stuff because yeah. they're heavy. You can anchor them relatively easy. So you're kind of doubling down. We've used a bunch of those to build quite a few jumps and drops and all kinds of other stuff. It's good filler for us. The sand doesn't yep. stay where we want it, so it just fills a space. Yeah, Takes and it's a, heavy. It's super dense. heavy. And so you can find some of those things, and those work really well in terms of that. And then basic... You know, one of the things that, that happened to us not too long ago is, unfortunately, uh, we our land has a right-of-way on it, mm-hmm. which is a challenge. I think a lot of mountain bike property is going to have right-of-way. Just it's, you got power lines going through it at some point. And so we have a right-of-way on it, and this doesn't give anything away. Good luck, Michael Falk. <laughs> he knows um, where it is now. <laughs> so uh, we have a right-of-way issue, and so we have two different organizations that have to, to come out and, and do stuff. And one of the organizations, I'm sure they're getting subcontractors of some capacity. So we're out there, everything's fine, and we had these two beautiful metal boxes that were, I guess, from an old truck. Yeah, they're from capacity. a semi-truck. Is that what they're from? Yeah, semi-truck up underneath. So, oh, got it. So they're, they're, they're just sitting there. And then eventually, I guess, the, no one's messed with them ever. We'd mm. store our tools in them, our tamp, our shovels, our rakes, all our great stuff. And and some of the rakes and stuff are on the outside. Yeah. So this group had to come in and do some work there. And apparently they spotted it. And then once those guys were gone, suddenly all of our tools, they stole the boxes, they cut the locks. Yeah. They stole the boxes. They threw the concrete we had in there to help hold those boxes down. Mm. So from anybody stealing, they cut the locks and threw that on the ground, which we turned into rock garden stuff too. But like they did a lot of damage. But there was a great set of tools in there, but none of them were that expensive. At the end of the day, it was more annoying. I rebought yeah. and I bought better. Right. So what what is your what would you say is the the principal tool step? What is the what is the trail builder get, get started trail builder kit? Ooh. The Dale Boyd kit. What do I use? Yep. Like mostly. Yeah, yeah. So you need a good rake. Yep. Like not a hard rake because it gets caught on too many roots. Yep. Um, you need a good wide fan plastic hard plastic rake. That's probably the first thing you're gonna need. Yeah. Um, I like a machete, but 
sometimes I've gone away from the machete just because the stuff we're cutting isn't always that thick. Um, I got this like, I don't, I'm pretty sure there's probably real names for these, but like a big shears. Yep. Um, and because the shears that I have, I took my grinder and grinded the outside of it so I can swipe down on stuff (laughs) and then chop. So it's like, it does both. Yeah. And it's pretty long, you know, so it works out really well. Yeah. That's what I was doing yesterday. I was just like, and it worked out good because then you can trim flush with the ground, you know? So then you get the stuff that's on the ground too. Um, so that, and the little hatchet I had worked so good getting roots out. Oh, it's Um, perfect on roots. Yeah. Just a small handheld hatchet. Just, so that's pretty much all I use are those three things. Um, for the most part yeah. until I can't cut the trees down. Then I mark them and let somebody come back with a chainsaw, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the I think a good rake. I found a metal one that I like that has a spring on it. You pay yeah. a little bit more for it, but I can just I can literally rip a trail apart yeah. with it and just get a bunch of pieces across. Um, I use an axe. I use a full size axe uh, or a timber cut, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, a rogue hoe has become my friend, but they're not really great use here because our That's dirt. What I was going to say, but I, it's cool for chopping out if you have to yeah. bench cut something. It I works get, really well. I get the rogue hoe and how it could be beneficial other places. Yeah, but like one swing into the ground and you take out such a big hole here that it's like damn, now I can't, now you got to fill that hole back yep. in because the sand washes out and it's like, I get it. I get how people can use them in other places where it's actually dirt. Oh yeah. But here it's like, they're almost too much. Yeah, it is definitely too much. Uh, I, th- the only time I've been able to use them is like when I was again, bench cutting something out Yeah. because you know, you want to get rid of that much dirt. Right. Like that's the only time it matters. Otherwise. Yeah, I, I agree. So that we have one that floats around, Yeah. but we don't use it very much. The other thing that we have that, I bought or donated at the beginning was that roller. That roller's a beast. Dude, that roller is amazing. But that was a that was a Midwest thing, right? Yeah, it's a Midwest thing. So like in the fall, after winter time, like because of the thaw and freeze, we all rolled our yards. So like you hook it up to a tractor and roll your yard because it gets all the humps out at where it thawed and froze. Oh, interesting. So like your grass would be all humpy, but you roll your grass and then it smooths it all out. No joke. Yeah. I didn't know that's exactly what it was for. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the best trail tools I've ever seen. It's awesome. Ours has a handle on it. Yeah. So you can just roll it back and forth. I mean, it's like, I think we filled it with water. I think it was like 250 or 300 pounds. It's great to roll up and down hills, by the way. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Last night, my legs hurt, and I was like, why do my legs hurt? Oh, that stupid roll. Oh, did you roll yesterday? Did yeah, roll I rolled the whole trail yesterday. Oh, my God. But it works to get that loam packed like right away after oh, you does. rake it. It does. It gives a good base to start riding on. That's a super good pro tip, though. That roller. How much did that roller cost? You remember? Hundred bucks, I think. Hundred and fifteen, maybe. Did you buy a local? Harbor Freight. There you go. Harbor Freight. And and that thing. What's interesting is you you take your trail. It's good width of a trail too. It'll tell you like mm-hmm. if if you're as wide as that, your it's bike twenty eight inches fit. wide. I think yeah, your bike mm-hmm. will most likely fit. And so you've got to make sure, but. As we've gotten better, we've also widened our trails out, a lot of them. Some yeah. of them are still skinny, but we have a lot of wide. More The trails that I'm working on now, for me, I've tried to widen out more than mm-hmm. I normally did. But the, the best thing about that roller would be is I would take it and early on, and you would push it you know, regular, like you're rolling with the trail and you're following the flow of the trail. But then I would start to see where the line was after we rode it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I would go back over it, and this is just brutal work. But you roll it di- like parallel to the yeah. to the actual riding so you're digging out the 
the ride more, like where the line is. And once you do that and it starts packing it, it will get fast as F, boy. Yeah, and leaving that loam on, we've learned that the loam is like carpet to ride on at first, but then yep. it packs in really well, and it creates a nice line in the center. It's yep. pretty awesome. And that's what I was going to say is the most – uh, it's the cheapest and best tool you can get is patience. Oh, God, yeah. Because unfortunately, <laughs> early on, I I had no patience and I would find a trail I really liked and I would do what we called it scalping because mm-hmm. it was, you know, it looked like you were like pulling the, the hair off an animal. But you would literally, I would go through and I would, you've helped me do a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. We would chop it and then you'd pull this loam up and it just pulled a reveal, nothing but sand. Mm-hmm. But it made it fast, especially because it was that wet. Day. <laughs> yeah, that day. <laughs> But after a while, it lost all of its resiliency and it kind of fell apart. So we've mm-hmm. kind of moved away from that. Now we just like force people to ride it more often. And I think it's working out really, really well. Oh, for sure. Like I love riding on those lonely trails now. I do too. Like a woman, uh, a newer one we have, that one has that bottom end of the loam is so mm-hmm. much fun. Now it's so fast and flowy. It's just good. It's a good ride. And it's quiet, eerily quiet. It's quiet, yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of a touch on it. I mean, I'm sure there's thousands of other things. I'm sure there's millions of better trail builders than you know me. Yeah, and Dale. we don't know the we don't know the scientific side of it. I know that there's fall lines, and I know that there's different stuff like that. But I mean, you're this people are so pretentious about the trails and yeah. like protecting the land. Like, I get it. We're not hurting things. Like, we don't cut down big trees. Right. Well, that was our our that's our agreement. Like, that's we're correct. not cutting trees down. Um. We don't really do anything that can't be undone, right? Right, you know. So, like to me, this land was here before us. It's going to be here long after we're gone. You may as well enjoy it, right? Yep. So, I get it where we want to preserve things and be good trail stewards, but I also understand like that it's just dirt, man. Yeah, like Look, it's, it, it'll, it's it literally just goes. dirt. Yeah, That's it. I mean, we will be part of the ground someday. So, That's right. you may as well like enjoy it while we're here. I'm 100% with you. And in fact, you know, we've talked about the trails that we've seen let go. They've overgrown. They'll grow back. Mm -hmm. They'll completely grow back. They will. They've already grown back. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So a lot of it has to do with, and and I'm with you on that. A lot of it has to do with, yes, we may not be uh, these huge trail scientists. But at the end of the day, I think what is important is by building trails, you learn to appreciate trails even more. Absolutely. So when I go and see somebody's built trail, yeah. like I'll give the dude credit, Coldwater. That yeah. guy can build trails, no, or awesome. the, the whoever built all but the trails. All in those guys, all those guys were trial and error. Like they started exactly with a hatchet right. and a rake too. Like That's they right. didn't know what they were. You can't unless you're an engineer and you know how to lay it all out and get right. blueprints. And I get it. There's people that have legit tools and real stuff, but right. we also we ride bicycles. Right. <laughs> like creating the science of it is part of the fun. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Well, we, I mean, I've, I've had to clear poop. We're off just the jackasses that have a mountain bike podcast. That's all. And on but a there's flat land one, area. That's exactly right. <laughs> there's one major thing I do want to mention and, and, and we'll wrap out the, the conversation. I do want to mention the fact that um, cutting trails that are not on your property is no bueno. That is not good. Yeah, Don't no. do it like, you, you yeah. go ride somebody else's property or you go ride an Imba trail. You yeah. do not cut trails on that. No. You better get express permission. And I, if I were you, I'd get that shit written. No kidding. Cause it, you never know who gave you the wrong permission. That is correct. You know, like yep. I could talk to bill at the trailhead and he says that he's, I've been building trails here for 30 years. Oh, do you mind if I cut that? Yeah, yeah bro. That'd be fine. I've been doing it. Well, bill might be a ass hat that doesn't right. know what he's talking about. That's exactly right. 
So there's a lot to it on that side of things of, of not, you know, kind of janking the system. Um, Do we want to, like, um, we had an event Sunday for Samba. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Let's hit it. So we kind of uh, have gone and we've talked about this in the f- past. Like We made it public on this damn show. We did. How we're going to help make Samba better, bigger and better always. But That's um, our local Imba chapter, by the way. That's right. Yeah. So we hosted a, Samba hosted an event. We had a, a chef come cook us some smash burgers. For Shout out to Bob's Diner. Delicious. Great. It was great really for breakfast. good. Yeah. Awesome for lunch. <laughs> on the corner fat and happy yeah that's exactly right. so we uh we had that we had i made up 21 bags of candy for kids i had two left so yeah. there must have been 19 kids there which is great um we had a nice little circuit race that was fun yeah everybody had fun they got a little taste of it which that also transitions us to now we're gonna have a friday night race league circuit race league every friday night yep see how that goes five racer minimum we're not doing it unless there's five people no i get but, it but um That'll be fun. So we've introduced all that. But what somebody asked me when I was gone, this is what I didn't really care to pump the Samba thing, but somebody asked me when I was at Coldwater, they were like, wait, you guys mountain bike it down there? And I was like, well, yeah, duh. Like, what do you think we do? And, you know, like, I, obviously I didn't just come here to ride my bike. And I said, but what we've done is the trails aren't nearly what y'all have, like right. at Oak Mountain or Coldwater. So we've tried to make the community fun. And I think that our, we are starting to get some momentum in that regard. Like, hundred percent, the community is more fun. People come out for the the, the social side of it rather than the trail side of it. Absolutely. Where other places, people are going to ride the trails and they don't socialize. Which to me, I would much rather have the social side. Yeah, you know, like I was talking to Chase, the bump guide. They have four or three hundred and fifty members, I think, in their chapter. We have two hundred fifteen. So I was like, wait, you guys have cool trails. Right, and we have almost as many people as you. Like, yeah. you guys suck at getting people. <laughs> He's like, "Well, that's not fair." I'm like, well, I'd be sitting in the parking lot at Oak Mountain and just pass out flyers or something all yeah. day, whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, you but you got to you have to build the community, right? I so agree. I think what this podcast does, what we do with the Rebellion, uh, what we do with other projects, we are constantly like that's in our forefront. Is like we don't Drew and I don't do this for ourselves. Like we're doing this for all of you guys. It's a hundred percent. Like for our own enjoyment, yes, but it's for everybody else to enjoy what they're doing. Because yeah, I mean, what's the it, point? It's the right? same thing. It's like if it's mutually beneficial. Right. Do do we benefit from it? Absolutely. Do I yeah. benefit from the therapeutic effect of cutting a trail by myself in the middle of the woods? A hundred percent. Do I then benefit from people riding it? Sure. Do I have that same benefit from a Tuesday night, Thursday night ride? Which shout out to Thursday night rides. That's what I can make now. Yeah. <laughs> it's the smaller one, but I go. <laughs> It'll be point, big. Point point being is like I'm with you, man. I, I, and yeah. it's spot on to that. And literally everything we've done, I think everyone sometimes confuses the idea. Yes, Dale and I have, we're smart and we run businesses. We're yeah. not dumb. But everything that we're doing at the end of the day is a circular benefit. It's an ecosystem mm-hmm. to feed things back. Like Dale's wearing that shirt, right? That's right. The Reb is, yes, it's a bike park. Yes, it's a podcast. But now it's a rider supply store. And we'll That's explain right. more of that as it goes. But like that exists. And if you mm-hmm. like one of these shirts, you can buy them from uh, riderebellion.com. <laughs> Shameless. Shameless. Point is, these are the founder shirts. Like, that's for stuff. So we're we're working on trying to build up a bigger, better space. I'm with you. And I think that's important. That we're not going to have the trails they're ever going to have. No. Even the Reb, if the Reb goes public one day, even it will be completely different. Yeah. And the people will ride there, and hopefully they learn something. They get a little confidence that when they go ride Oak Mountain or Tannehill yeah. or anywhere else. More importantly, maybe they just feel like they're part of something. That's it. And that's all it is. Like. Yeah. You, you, the guys that hang out the Reb and ride with us that are members, like 
not a lot of them build. Right. They just like to go out there and like, they don't even ride miles. They just right. want to be a part of it. Yeah. Like you just right. want to be a part of something. And I think that's the upside of where, where Samba's going and how we're seeing it grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even with everything that's happened, there's a lot of different types of rider groups in there. Yeah. And the, the best part is they're all kind of slowly coming together as one, as opposed to being like, well, I wear spandex. Yeah. I mean, I understand we let those people around. But I make fun of them. I do too. But to them, like not yeah. just behind their back. And then they leave me and they drop me and it's all good. Yeah. But we're all trying to make it work. Yeah. Like Sunday, the circuit race was dudes that never rode before. Yep. Dude, that's a pro rider. Yep. And, you know, and it was like fun. Everybody was cool. No one was really that big of a deal, you know, like it was all fun. And that's what, that's what it's all about. Some asshat named Drew fucked the numbers up. (laughs) Did you see what I said? I couldn't count with my socks on. Yeah. (laughs) We fixed it. Um, Shout out to Aaron for the win. But so. It was that was what's great about it though, like the community building. And yeah. if you guys ever think that we're doing this for something other than community, then you aren't listening. Yeah, that's right. That's totally right. Uh, is there anything else we need to drop in there? I don't know, probably not. All right, well, I, we could ramble all day. We missed a podcast, so we yeah. owe them two hours. I guess. Yeah, I guess we did. <laughs> we'll get I, you. I think we're gonna do back to backs. That's fine. I don't know when this episode's gonna drop yet. What do we? We need some more topics, you guys. Send us a topic. What do you want to hear? Yeah. What would you, I, I know we need some guests on, we have some ideas and we're going to work on those. Uh, hopefully it, you know, maybe we'll take the time to, to work on that and just use the flu as a, as a development time and not drop this. And so maybe this is dropping at regular time. Who knows? Maybe we just drop it now. Yeah. F it. Yeah. Give them a little tickle in the middle of the week. Oh, a little middle, <laughs> middle week tickle, a little makeup love. Hey, if there's somebody in the mountain bike world that you want us to interview, like I'll reach out to their publicist. Yeah, we have no shame. Yeah, no. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Shoot us a message. Yeah, I like it. I told no. No No means you tried. Right. I mean, we already interviewed Jeff Barber. He's got to have connections. Let's see if he'll return our phone calls anymore. (laughs) You guys made me look like a dipshit. You guys threw me under the bus. (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. As always, you can find us on all social media at Ride the Rebellion. Uh, You can also find us at RideTheRebellion.com. And uh, you can find us at the trailhead with the Reb Rider Supply Store, the Rider Supply Company, which is a little store um, that you can find us at Trailheads coming soon. As always, just remember what Dale Boyd says. You got to get some to get some. 